Welcome back, Poggers, to another episode of The Pog State. Uh, this is going to be a really exciting one. We have a special guest joining us on the show that you may already have uh, been spoiled. Don't know what's in the thumbnail or anything like that, but I'm not going to mention it right now. I'm going to allow her to make her big reveal when we do get into our Pog memes section. We also have more poetry uh, with Chronicler. This one... I'm a, I'm a big fan of this one, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping that you guys enjoy it as well. But I do want to I do want to talk about a, a specific uh, thing that happened uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, I think it was uh, it was over a week ago now, but I think it was an important moment. Uh, it was when um, our good friend Wolf, uh, he uh, he made a bit of a public service announcement. Um, I'll bring that up on the screen. We'll let Wolf tell the story for himself. Can I ask? T1 fans, can you guys be okay with this loss today? You guys almost beat the world champions the second time, and yes, game one was terrible, and yes, there were issues. But I know a lot of you guys want to see Faker, but can we actually be okay with this roster looking the cleanest that T1 has looked all season? Can we actually be okay with that? Can we be okay with T1 finally finding their identity? Can we not be typing frantically on the internet right now about whose fault it is? Is the coaching fault? Like, I wish LS, like, why didn't, they, why didn't he coach? Like, what's going on? Like, I, can the Furious <laughs> typing just stop for a second? Could everyone just be like, wow, like, this is a moment where we could look and say, there's still there's still a little bit of season left. Like we we still could potentially make playoffs. Like we're still in the running for playoffs. Maybe this team just gets better and better with this roster. Like can we can we be okay with this loss? I, I'm asking you, T1 fans. I think I think uh, I think we can. And so this was in reference to T1 when they unfortunately fell uh, one two to Damwon Kia and. There were a lot of people that were, you know, pretty happy to throw blame around, things like that. Of course, I'm referring largely to the vocal minority. So if you feel like I'm calling you out when you didn't say anything, I apologize. This is not about you. This is about the, the vocal minority that does like to get very up in arms uh, when it comes to anything that T1 does. And yes, there have been nine iterations of the T1 roster. They have the 10-man the roster. There is only one support. However, there are three junglers and two of everybody else, and everyone has been used very liberally throughout the season. And it's really interesting to me, because at the beginning of the season, we saw this roster, and we saw the fact that they had so many good players, and using an entire roster is a good idea, just in general. Um, how it's used, I think, is actually very important, but maybe not so much in the regular season of spring, especially if you are still in a position uh, to make it towards playoffs nonetheless. And there are a few things to talk about, right? Like it's being on stage and getting all of your synergy worked out uh, before you get to a playoff um, situation. I think that's very important. But there's also experimentation. And where is the time uh, that we actually have for experimentation? I know that everyone is very sad that Faker hasn't been playing um, the last few games. Of course, th at the time of this recording, it is before week eight has started. I don't know uh, what team uh, T1 are going to be fielding um, this time around. It could be any iteration. Uh, who knows at all? Um, and I think that we all have our own favorites of, uh, of who we think should be on a roster, right? Um, uh, me personally, I'm a huge fan of Teddy Carrier. I think that that combo on the bottom side of the map is extraordinarily dangerous. But there are a lot of things that we don't know, which is like, do certain players play well together is there better communication when certain people are together and or not together on a team and i think figuring all that sort of stuff out especially in you know the high pressure of uh, a regular game i think that you can experiment as much as you want in scrims right but is that going to be the same when you're playing for so much more um regardless of whether it's playoffs or just the regular season so 
I think that there is there is a lot to talk about when it comes to T1 and these these are pretty uh pretty extreme uh roster maneuvers that they are pulling but I don't think that it is uh all that bad and I actually side with Wolf with the fact that this team even though they have been doing a lot of stuff that a lot of people might be a little bit upset about which is uh included but not limited uh to Faker just not playing and people get very upset about that um, but I think finding the right iteration of a team is actually very important. And people like to say that Closer's really bad, but then Closer has incredible performances on Zoe, etc., and and makes the team actually look really good. Is he as stable as a superstar like Faker? Probably not yet, but you just don't know what's been happening behind the scenes. Maybe, you know, in, in the scrims, he's just been doing a lot better. It's all speculation. And we don't know. And I think um, putting our trust into, you know, a coaching staff that has, you know, won the most recent world championship is likely a, uh, a decent idea. So that's my two cents. It's time for some shout outs now um, from the LCK Global YouTube page. Uh, Lucas Pepicon says, G-Sun, Keysun, and Valdez-Sun. But I have to say something. Hummel Life Esports is the best Korean team right now. They'll win Worlds and MSI. And while Deft is crying, the world will return to peace again. I'm very confused about this. Um, but it sounds a little bit like you're getting excited for Hummel Life Esports. I don't know whether the KT rule applies, but it is scary. And uh, we'll probably learn a little bit more about why it's scary in our Pog meme section. And also the Hummel Life Esports versus Gen G drafting. Um, Let's hope that turns around as well. Um, SFSGR says LCK is a league of alphas. Don't necessarily know what that means, but I assume it's better than a league of betas. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Plus alpha has, you know, similar lettering to my name. Nice. League of me. Uh, Hardy with a period uh, at the end just says, yo. Yeah, what's up, Hardy? With a, with a period at the end? Anyways, enough of my blabbering. It's time to give it up for Wolf, our resident memeologist and very special guest, Chongyun, for the Pog memes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of Pog memes. I'm Atlas, and I'm joined by Wolf, our resident memeologist, as per usual. But I would love to offer a very warm welcome to Chongyun, who's come over from the Korean analyst desk. Welcome. How is it being on the Pog stage? Did you even know that this thing existed? Um, thanks for having me here, first of all. And You're no, I actually didn't, but you know, um, you guys wanted me here, so I checked it out. I <laughs> thought it was pretty interesting. So I am very glad that um, you gave me a call, and I hope to have a good time here. Yeah, we, we are too. And this is probably something that a lot of our viewers had no idea about because, of course, they're used to seeing you being pretty, pretty much silent with Jason's voice going over oh, you. Yeah on the analyst desk and they probably had no idea that that you spoke english uh so incredibly well so i i feel like we're extremely lucky to have you tie us into to what is sort of the more korean side of the broadcast plus we have our our resident meme lord over here mr wolf so <laughs> yeah. we can uh we can have some 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 good fun trying to go over what are some of what the Korean community has been saying as well mm. as you know maybe mixing it in with what a lot of people uh in the and the western side of things have been saying about uh, korean esports over the years because i think that we we have an opportunity now 
to sort of go back in time a little bit mm -hmm. more. And Jonghyun, you like you started uh, in the LCK Summer not that long year. ago, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like eight months ago, I think. Yeah. I think. So how, yeah. how has it been that the transition to to moving into esports? Because you were doing presentation work before, but not in mm -hmm. esports. Is that right? Well, I was in sports broadcasting actually for about a year, and honestly, I was like even before I started, I've always been intrigued by um, LCK and esports. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's so vibrant and the audience itself is so young and funny and fresh. But I honestly have no gaming background, like maybe a couple of solitaire games on my laptop. <laughs> so for me, yeah. it wasn't <laughs> easy to even decide um, to make this huge leap into esports. But, you know, um, I think I'm doing okay. Uh, it is a lot of work. I mean, you have to put a lot of time into it. Um, you have to get ready for the show. You have to write your own script and you have to read a lot of articles. But at the same time, you somehow have to like manage um, to come up with the time to play the actual game itself. And for me, it's not very easy because I am on like, I think, seven game losing streak at the moment. Oh, no. <laughs> but for me, like, I think um, the transition has been easier than, you know, leveling up in terms of my yeah. Um, tier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask too, because I've I've actually done a lot of. I've like changed games a lot in my career. Mm -hmm. You know, I've you know you went from sports to esports now, but yeah. I started in StarCraft. I jumped from StarCraft to Heroes to Overwatch. Now League of Legends is my main game, um, and I know that I can. There's been a lot of pressure sometimes associated with jumping into like a new community, and I've also yeah. just recently done this in LCK as well. Um, do you feel like uh, the fans have been very welcoming to you since you joined? They have been like ever since the beginning. So I was very surprised because usually in other fields, especially like in sports, they don't really pay attention to like, you know, new hosts coming in. It's more about the players and the game. But, you know, like at first I was kind of shocked at how much attention um, that I was getting. And, you know, like somehow my Instagram followers went up um, by like tremendous amount. And, you know, it was like something I would have never imagined before. I don't know. It was pretty like fresh and new. But aside from the pressure, um, it was kind of hard to focus only on my job and like how to be more of a professional because of all the tension I was getting. But right now it kind of died away. So <laughs> focusing more on how to put up a good show now. Yeah. yeah, it must be difficult because like like you were talking about with, uh, you know, having to now start playing League of Legends from a solitaire background. But we have uh, we have bantered for long enough. I think that it's mm -hmm. time to get into some memes. I think she has the first one. I think we're going to talk about Jung it. Do you have I want I, was, she has she wants to talk about um, the first the meme that, that kind of came out around what uh, but also what the meme that come, came out around you like when you first started because um, you have a nickname. Oh, OK. <laughs> All right, let's start with that one then. You can, you, you can have, you can, you guys yeah. just take it away. I don't know what I'm even doing here. Yeah, hold on. So let me explain this for a bit, because um, so I have a meme myself. Thank God it's not the anger management one, but um, <laughs> so they call me Nena or Nene Nemuse, so which roughly translates to um, yes, yes, parrot, because that's the way how I respond to the panels and the commentators a lot. Mm. Um, it's something that I've been doing like as a source of my reaction, like repeatedly over um, 
27 years of my life. I mean, I do this in everyday conversation, but I would just say, yeah, 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 there, 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 when I'm yeah. talking to you, right? So um, on the opening night of summer, it was my debut, and I wasn't mm-hmm. really aware because nobody pointed this out, um, but let's see what happens. So Pittori was actually talking about this one moment um, in the game. And start counting how many times I say yes. The nickname you got, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was Nemuse, right? Because it's like yeah. a, a parody of Engmuse, which means parrot. So it's mm-hmm. Nemuse yeah. because she's repeating mm-hmm. Rune. So yeah, yeah. just to give the fans that, that context. Uh, I think it's pretty funny because, um, you know, it is so common as well. Like every host does it. So <laughs> it's weird they kind of zoomed in on you for this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really it's like, like you, you the were the name. first yeah. one, so you get it. It's a cute name, you know, it's good. <laughs> it could have been way worse. I, I don't know what would have been worse, but if it's just like a weird pun about a parrot, that's adorable. And I think oh, that's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. So like, I think it I'm seems like a lucky. high roll to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I am grateful. You are welcome. I'm glad that we oh, like yes. we bring you on to Pog Memes and you have your own meme to come out with straight up. Oh. That's actually just the best. Because I think we, I uh, we covered Wolf's uh, self-meme uh, at the beginning uh, yeah. in his first episode as I'm well. just a living meme. We're... It's unfortunate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I walk down the street and sometimes yeah. people point at me and they say, Budechige? And I'm like, no, I'm a oh, person yeah. actually. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Speaking oh, yeah. of uh, the living memeologist himself, Wolf, is it now your turn? Do you have, uh, yeah, do you have something so... for us? So um, I think that Jonghyun wants to talk about this as well, but there's a lot of lookalikes in the in the mm-hmm. LCK, right? Um, Kuro and Gorilla, one of the ones that a lot of people think of. Most recently, Clid and BDD. Um, so much so that uh, yeah. one of our famous twins, esports actually, <laughs> one of our most famous mm-hmm. esports writers tweeted about <laughs> was tweeting about BDD. I think and accidentally posted a picture of Clid, even though he's a huge <laughs> Genji fan um, and loves both players. But as you can see here, they look really similar. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people said Def looks like an alpaca. Um, one of the ones that our, our writers for the show put in was On Fleek and Untar, which I never saw before, but I, I looked it up before the show, and I'm like, yeah, actually, I see that. I never yeah. I never saw that one before. But this is kind of like a, it's called a Krug meme in Korea, and, and I'll let mm-hmm, Jonghyun explain mm-hmm. uh, where the history comes from for this. Yes, so I would like to explain about the Krug bros. So, you know, ancient Krug and Krug, they look alike, right? And mm. so whenever there's a lookalike in the LCK scene, people would call them the Krug bros. And I think one of the oldest meme there is... Look at this. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so these two guys were in the crowd, and they both fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And, like, if it was an all-star match, I can get it, man. They were, like, looking for some high-level League of Legends, and maybe it wasn't, it. It wasn't as good as LCK normally is. These guys fell asleep yeah. in the crowd, and they had the same they had the same expression, right, while they're sleeping. Like, they had the same sleeping position. Their reaction was very similar when they woke up as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, to just kind of, like, no, immediately but... start clapping and acting naturally. <laughs> People started clapping because they were on the screen. Like, I don't know if the game was boring, but when the cameraman kind of got them together that's why it was so funny and then people started clapping, clapping and then they had no idea what's going they on. started clapping uh. together and but how they reacted it was all the same but you know the behind story is this is amazing because they came with different parties they're not friends 
Oh, what? They're they didn't strangers. actually come together, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not friends. That's, so That's why it's so interesting. And then after a while, they did become friends and then um, ended up going to the matches together and kind of, you know, took an advantage of their memes. But I wonder what they're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, I wonder well, they're probably they're waiting for well Lol Park life. to reopen. That's what they'd be doing. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for Lol Park to reopen so they can get a good sleep. That's what I assume. And I just want to add on to um, the thing about Clit and BDD and maybe like the European fans and foreign fans in general think that, you know, Korean people can tell them apart. But me and Subin actually, when we stepped into LCK scene, we had to memorize all the faces of the players. And it was really hard, like, telling them apart, and they were on the same team as well. They had the same hair, kind of similar bone structure. So we would just, like, you know, Google up every single picture um, of Clit and BDD, put them in a random slideshow, and we would just go on and on about, like, you know, this picture definitely is Clit. And then Subin would say, no, that's BDD. And then I would be like, no, it's Clit. And we would <laughs> call somebody up to help us. And so they would come into our room and they're like, oh, I'm not really sure. Let me check. So it is definitely confusing, oh my God. but I think it's so funny because they do interviews together a lot. Thankfully, like once you get used to it, you actually feel like, oh, well, there's no way that you can mess this up. But now uh -huh, I can completely uh -huh. understand, especially with mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, there are lookalike memes going on even in the Western chat with everyone having exactly uh -huh. the same haircut. Um, the exact same haircut thing is something that our Twitch chat just cannot mm -hmm. understand at all. I think it's also like, the funny thing is they this this happens a lot with teammates in particular because they're also wearing the same clothes all the time, mm -hmm. no matter what, because they're wearing <laughs> yeah, the same true. jersey, right? Which is something you don't really think about, but like they look similar, but then they're also wearing the exact same shirt, right? And they're sitting in a house that has the same logos all over everything, and it's like they're just right next to each other. Um, you know, it, it, the only way it could be like more crazy is if they were like the bot duo, you know, <laughs> where they're like oh. in the same lane also, you know, I'd <laughs> be like the only way it could be like more like, okay, like how many more conditions do we have that make these two players look so linked together? Mm -hmm. Don't we actually uh, about that? Don't we need to now transfer delight to Gen G so that you get delight <laughs> and ruler, which is the other delight. one. And then you've got cleared and BDD. As well, and I, I don't know who who looks like Rascal because we need to have them as a sub or a coach. So the the next thing I uh, I want to hit on is a meme that that Jonghyun also wants to talk about here, and it's something that I've actually talked with Jisun, um, our translator here at the LCK, with quite a lot, which is the how do we become such a strong team again, mm -hmm. or how how do we become such a strong team meme, uh, which started. I resonate with, with this one a lot. Yeah, as it, a KC so, fan. It's very similar to the KT, uh, you know, meme that everyone has, like, don't get excited about KT in the West, but it actually started with baseball. And actually, since you're a sports host uh, yourself, mm -hmm. maybe I'll let you explain the history of this one. This is an ancient curse. It goes all the way back to um, 2013. So this magazine was published in 2013, um, May. And Kia Tigers was doing pretty well in April. And as soon as this article was published, their winning percentage dropped like tremendously. It was such a drastic drop. And then um, in August, they were never able to recover, right? So the curse started getting credence at that moment. Um, so if you look at the winning percentage, so in it April, went, it went terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> it was really oh, high. And then in May, right after um, the article was published, their winning rate dropped by like, you know, twice the amount. And then 
just never recovered. So that's where the curse started, but kind of was brought back to life when in 2019, um, Africa Freaks, they were on a three game winning streak and Yuka was actually on Africa Freaks, right? So um, he was very excited. And when <laughs> Yuka was like, how did Africa Freaks become such a strong team? And then right after that, they went on a three game losing streak straight away yeah. and it was such an important games for them um because they really needed to like you know climb up the ladders in terms of the standings but it just they weren't just getting that flow going um and even in an interview when they broke out of the curse keen had to do an interview explaining that no i do not think it's yuko's fault for putting the curse <laughs> on so oh i thought it was pretty God. nice yeah but uh, yeah, it was also really funny too because this happened this season, right, with uh, Pyoshik, where uh, mm, after DRX right. ended mm -hmm. up coming back, coming back and uh, winning some important matches. Pyoshik said it, I think, in his uh, in the comms, right, uh, in house, and then when he said it, it was like everyone was like, "Oh no!" Like everyone in oh, chat was no. starting to get stressed out, like he's done it again. And I think that's the mm -hmm. funny thing about this meme is that, like, I mean, there's a lot of curses in LCK and in esports in Korea in general across, like, all mm -hmm. titles. But the funny thing about this meme is, like, if you, like, think about it from, like, an almost stats perspective or a scientific perspective or, or whatever, if you want to, like, look at it, like, grounded in reality, the reason why this happens so often, I think, is because teams that are underperforming suddenly have, like, one or two off games, but then they go back. As soon oh, as they yeah. said this, right, they go back because... Because actually they had just overperformed for a second and then they went back to like where they were before, right? <laughs> so I think this is something that like is is explainable, right? Um, but it is so funny and it feels like when this gets said publicly by one of the players uh, or sometimes by an analyst um, th that this curse continues to happen, it almost feels like it's something mm. that psychologically can like impact the players where they start to get like no, it's, a it's little bit it's literally a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy. As, <laughs> as soon as they do that, they put all of the pressure on themselves and then you're going to fail with much more likelihood. Like mm. it's just it's just one of those things that happens. But uh, thank you so much, Jonghyun, especially uh, for coming on the show. It's been great to have your insight. Do you have anything um, that you'd like to say uh, to the Western fans as sort of a, a goodbye? Um, well, yeah. I mean, this was kind of my hello, you know, my first official hello to the foreign fans, right? Um, ever since I started working with LCK, my role model has been shocked. So I would be like, you know, telling everybody that someday I would be the um, shocks of LCK. And for me, like to be able to speak English um, kind of gives me the chance to be able to connect uh, with the worldwide League of Legends community. And I think it's what the community has been looking for. And I feel like I can bridge the gap there is, right? And Hell I yeah. feel like, you know, as much as I love LCK, itself i feel like there's a bigger world for me and that is just the worldwide league of legends community so i hope to see you guys at the worlds um Hell yeah. and see you know you'll be seeing a lot more of me and i hope you guys you know say hello to me all the time send me some warm messages instead of the mean ones um <laughs> and... we we appreciate it yeah. so much having the like korean shocks over here is uh that's that's a very exciting notion. Um, I don't know how it's going to happen, what's going what's what, what's going to happen there, but I will help you try to achieve that goal because it sounds super awesome. So thank you thank so much you. for being on the show. Thank you as well, Wolf, for coming on to Pog Memes once Thanks again. As 
No, it's just, it's it's always just so much fun. Hopefully we can have both of you back on the show. I feel like this has been the best Pogmeme section uh, that we've ever Ooh. done. So maybe we'll just, <laughs> we're just going to have to have to do it again. I'm but down for that. That will do it, ladies and gentlemen, for Pogmemes. But make sure that you stick around because we've got some sweet, sweet Pog poetry coming up right now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another installment of Pog poetry. I'm Atlas and I'm now joined by the chronicalizer or just chronicle if you want to say his name correctly how you doing my friend i'm good yeah i uh I, i've been in the process of moving uh, out of the uh, airbnb that i was stuck in for two weeks and then you know yep. uh got got to stick uh stick around in for two more weeks uh, and i have now moved uh place is still fairly empty as you can you see look like you've moved general. to heaven or something like that i know because it's so know it's... bright in the background it's actually yeah. kind of cool I know it's very it's very dramatic, you know. Uh, the sun lighting <laughs> me up as I come to bestow my poetry on the Poxate viewers. That's that's what we're going for here. No, that's perfect. That's exactly the right vibe. I'm uh, I'm all about it. The moving process went well. I know, like I, I went over and we we uh, we put together you, a, a yeah. wardrobe together. That was we that did. was a lot of fun. You cooked me some delicious uh, delicious soup. And uh, that was a really good time. Looks like a really nice place. I reckon you've uh, you've nailed it. You've done really well. Plus, you're only like yeah. a five minute walk from my joint, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 super close to the station. Like, and, and I, honestly, all all credits go to Wolf here because I was pretty stressed about like moving to a new place because you know you come in, you don't speak the language, and Wolf would just like took me in his backpack, went to like three people, like spoke <laughs> yeah. to them in Korean, and here we are. So. <laughs> <laughs> that all worked out pretty expertly it's really really nice i just need some plants and uh mm -hmm. some old decoration because it's still a little bit empty i don't know if you can hear the echo um but we're getting yeah, no, there's uh it does there. it does look a little bit like there's not a lot going on uh in the background <laughs> there i do like the dangling uh cord that's coming out yeah. i think that that's providing you with some internet Excellent. Oh yeah, that, that's what we need. Well, it was it wasn't initially right. That was a big problem. <laughs> we had to we had to kind of figure that one out. Uh, but it, it it does not bring me the internet, fortunately, because uh, otherwise it's Beautiful. a pretty bleak existence. Yeah, no, no, that's uh that's the most important thing to set up. So, um, we're gonna change things up a little bit this time around, Chronicler, and I apologize because I'm stealing a little bit of your thunder, but I think that this might be hilarious. I have uh, not actually seen this poem uh, yet that you've written for us. And what my idea is, is that I'll read it without any context at all, uh, trying to do my best job. And then you can adjudicate uh, not only my performance, but also uh, take us through exactly uh, what the poem represents and uh, what the story is behind it. What do you think? Yeah, love it. Hit it. Uh, I, I can't wait to see the, the twist you're going to put on this. All right. Without further ado, uh, let's get into the zone. All right. Here it is. Day after day, your screen turns gray as another loss adds to the record. And night after night, you pretend it's all right. But the losses keep stacking. We have no jungle tracking. And the grind isn't very much fun anymore. But we will persist through the grit and the mist. A moment of weakness is all it takes. Our shouts will echo as their nexus breaks. No matter if they stand as five or stand as ten. Our sound and fury will be halted by no men. Blaze onwards through trial by fire. The green wings of victory bring us higher and higher. 
Stuck in a sandpit and pummeled by rocks, beware of the hungry bite of the underdogs. That, yeah, that, that, that. What do you think? No, 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 no. Oh, you, you smashed it and then you did the pinky thing and you just lost it, man. You were in the zone. It was really I don't know, good. For some reason, I felt like I had a Dr. Evil vibe at the end there, so I just uh, had no. to go with it. Um, that's, mm. no, it was the, the power of the poetry overtook me. Ruined. You know, sometimes Ruined, it's, man. it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the green wings of victory, though. I feel like that's yeah. a bit of a shout out to uh, to our friends over at uh, Fred at Breon who have just uh, acquired an extra green wing member, and now they're looking oh, yeah. a little bit better. Is that what that one came from? Because otherwise, uh, I feel like uh, this one's a little bit more subtle. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I kind of went away. This one is very referential. Um, so there's reference to music, there's reference to anime, there's reference to uh, Shakespeare, to general pop culture. There's a lot, there's a lot like of hidden layers there. Um, I feel like I a lot always, of it went uh, straight over my head. So I oh, think you're going to have to explain a bit of it. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, like I, I always like referential uh, works of art, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. so it, it can be self-referential. I think this is something that, for example, Bojack Horseman does really well, where it just refers to itself or community indefinitely. Um, but also if you look at a lot of my favorite artists, they're very referential to pop culture or to whatever they are in at the, at the moment. So the first eight lines or, uh, nine lines actually are basically adverbs to a Pink Floyd song. So it has a very set rhythm. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's from, uh, one of these turns. So normally it'd go, um, day after day. Your, street, uh, your screen turns grey as another loss adds to the record. But then, obviously, that's not the actual line. But that was... And it right, actually came it. pretty close, right? Like, because hey, I wrote it. it. I wrote it with that specific uh, type of uh, rhythm in mind. And you actually came approximately... Like, so that's a, that's a sign that the original song was very well written. Yes, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it well. is Pink Floyd. So they're, they're pretty good at that. They've, they've had a few in their time. Yeah, I mean that. You know, they they have their moments. Um, mm. I say as one of uh, as a as a really big fan. Uh, I think <laughs> I, maybe first like looking at it as a whole because I'm immediately diving into like the more nitty gritty of it. But it um, supports two like interpretations, and I'm I'm personally one more where like the entire song is about the underdog experience, which is just what Liv Sandbox, Afrika, uh, Freda Brion have all been going through. Um, for mm-hmm. basically the the entirety of the split, right? Where um, you just lose, and then you're losing, you're losing, you lose, and like you just the sandbox turning around a little bit, and Fred Brian, you get your win left and right, right? But like as a whole, I I don't know, man. Like if I'd spent, if you could lose in casting, and like you'd spend your entire life on like trying to be a good caster, and then you just lost every game, like I don't know, that will break my mental, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. When like you know when when we're done casting and you get like you and me both get like one of us wins the other one loses like oh no and then you just oh lose god and lose if it was a competition every time we sat on a caster desk I no 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 that's, no that's uh, that's that's, that's my point it, that's not how it's supposed to go <laughs> yeah that's too scary um so, so largely it, it's a, it's about the underdog experience but I think that there are some yeah. other references in there as well right yeah definitely um because. Uh, it, it, it's, it can also be read differently where um, you're just looking at the general pressure that a lot of teams face. Of course, there is a reference to a 10-man roster because our 10-man roster is not doing well. 
Um, mm-hmm. That that I don't know what roster is going to be fielded, as, as I don't think anyone does. Uh, although the internet uh, detectives have been very diligently working on that case, but it's also just um, kind of details the general drive that I think a lot of these teams have, and that are what really attracts people, you know, to the uh, the LCK and just competition in general. Right? It's like wanting to win, which is a very base human emotion but then it gets dialed up to like infinity and beyond uh, which yeah. i think is really cool no it's awesome actually i i really enjoyed this poem I, I i got you know um you know how when you like listen to really great music or something that hits you just right you get the like the weird like shivery tingle thing yeah yeah, yeah. i had that at the very end whilst oh, just reading it out piece. so i yeah I, you definitely deserve a bit of a shout out to that one don't know whether that's, that's shared by anybody else but i personally had a great experience so well, what I'm, what I'm also glad you picked up on um, is where the initial uh, rhyming scheme and like the general flow of the words is very, it's slow, right? Like it's, it's, it's kind of depressing. And then as you progress throughout the poem, which is uh, as we're ramping up to playoffs, I kind of found the kind of the feeling that a lot of people have is like these matches are becoming more intense, becoming like more exciting. And you can see that in terms of the um, phrasing as well. So if, you know, green wings of victory bring us higher and higher, which as you pointed out, it's 100% green wings right like that's that's mm-hmm. that's a you know green wings although the wings of victory i think if i'm not mistaken is also an attack on titan song and it's like something that comes back a lot <laughs> there right uh so i'm like yeah. yes that works um but a- as a whole it, it becomes much more um this is hard for me to translate like it becomes a lot more like brazen and like more celebratory and like as kind mm. of an um like a war song uh like something that's supposed to pump you up and i think that that contrast is really nice and you, you nailed that so i was happy about that you kind of felt like that the lines yes. were supposed to take you like uh kind of s- speed up and like raise your intensity i just let so- the poem speak through me don't worry <laughs> that's that's what i did that was, good I was synergy, just trying man. to channel <laughs> yeah i think um in contrast to the one we did before where it was a lot more it was very clear, like, reference this, reference this, reference this. Uh, this, to yeah. me, was more uh, a, just a kind of a uh, treatise on, you know, we've seen some crazy upsets. I think the most upsets I've seen in a long time within the LCK were teams that are regarded yeah. as weak actually do have a legitimate fighting shot. Because, of course, there's always instances, like, I think Hanwha Life uh, comes to mind where, like, where some of the drafts are just very questionable and, Sometimes it works out with Lily. I mean, awful. Sometimes it's the word you're looking for. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, that that works as well. <laughs> uh, mm. Sometimes it's uh, just awful. As in, I think the Lily I wasn't awful. I think the full AD composition uh, of like one damage only Tristana free tank composition was a very bad example. Um, yeah, but I think it's also important to recognize that. Uh, two things have been happening within the LCK, and it's that underdogs actually, when they win, they win 2-0, right? Like, it's not like just a fluke best-of-one win, but like Fred Abreon, 2-0, Liv Sandbox, 2-0, Fred Abreon, 2-0 again, this time T1. Like, that is... That says a lot more, because I think, especially best-of-ones, right? Like, teams win, uh, unless you're in the MC yeah. and play against G2. But, like, generally, teams uh, drop games randomly, and it, it just kind of happens. But when it's a 2-0, it actually says a lot to me, at least, about the form of a team on a certain day. And that's kind of what this, um, yeah, th- this this poem is also meant to kind of capture, is that feeling of, 
Like you, you, you're not that far above us. Like you're, you're better if you're playing well. But if you're not playing well, like these margins are pretty thin, um, and you can still get absolutely smacked. And then you get like the shouts will echo as that Nexus breaks. I just love the moment when like Fred Abrilio two zero dumb one for the first time, or when Live Sandbox like absolutely stomped Genji. Like those moments when the players are like, I can't believe yeah, this. Yeah, bouncing out of their chairs at the end. That of the, is that. That to me is like things like that. Yeah. Mm, that's it doesn't get better that's why we do it man that's why we do it worlds right like that's that's the only thing that's better than that but like outside of that i love it so good no it's amazing i actually really like this poem because it was more of like a it's more of an emotional story that's not necessarily represented in the words more about sort of like the the vibe of how it all goes and i do like the fact that it's like moving towards something that is going to be a huge climax because i think you're right I think playoffs are going to be uh, very, very interesting. I mean, we were having arguments about this, right? Like we went out on Tuesday, we're hanging out, and I don't think anyone really knows who our last couple of teams are going to be in the playoffs. And I argued for, I don't know, an hour and a half with a mate of ours um, about Gen.G versus DRX and who's going to be in second place. And I was vehemently against DRX being in second place, but to be perfectly honest, they could. Like if it they could just, happen. if they yeah. keep doing their weird DRX things and just win, it could be a thing that happens. So it is uh it's all very interesting and uh, I'm very excited to see how it's going to go. And of course, um our viewers at home right now are in the future, uh, compared to what is today, which is the beginning of week eight. And we could be talking about all of these underdog stories when there was an upset victory at some point uh during this week's games that has only just made your poem ever more relevant. Which is uh, which is very exciting because I think we do have a lot of uh, top versus bottom uh, style matches uh, in this week's of games. We have no clue what's going to happen, but I think don't pin me on this. But every week there's been at least like one crazy upset. It, I think it all started off when Domon Kia got two out by Fred Ibrian, and like ever since the universe just hasn't recovered from like yeah, I think so what's too. what's happening. So this this split for the LCK obviously it's been a really amazing split because you know I got I, I get to be in Law Park and I get to talk about LCK <laughs> and it's it's like my job now which I st- still haven't really um really gotten used to. Like that's still uh, kind of a, a process that's ongoing. Um but it's it's really been about these crazy upsets and I think as a whole uh we we talked about this a lot um as well. But I I personally feel like even though some of the like actual in a vacuum decisions made are very questionable when it comes to stuff like drafting, I am very happy to see the LCK progress past R5 Aatrox, right? And like just picking yeah. whatever we have picked for like the last X amount of time. And I think it's it's going to take a while for us to actually get good at that. But the fact that it's happening in of itself, if it's if it's targeted and if it's like um, if it's looked at correctly, and it it's pushed gently in the right direction i think it's really good for us as a region because it makes it much more versatile and historically our problem has not been that we're like not good enough to win it's been that we've been super predictable right like that's just been yeah and then you meet g2 Actually, and they're um, like i'm really glad you brought this up because cloud templar recently spoke about this and one of the biggest changes that the lck has been through is that we're going with picks that we haven't necessarily put in you know 25 games on the day before you know uh in preparation and like there's a lot of teams that won't actually, uh, or in the past especially, that wouldn't actually play a champion even though it was busted until they felt like they had a certain amount of proficiency on it. Like, how many scrims have we played with this champion? How many times has, uh, you know, our mid laner played this particular pick in, 
in solo queue, right? Like, have we grinded enough in order to utilize this? And now people are like, uh, YOLO, let's just do it. Let's just throw in, uh, you know, whatever we want to play in this instance because we feel like it just might work. And uh, Cloud Temple, I was talking about it as being one of the biggest changes. And I think that that's entirely true. And I think that there are a lot of teams around the world in, in China and in Europe, especially that they'll just pick stuff if they feel like it fits their composition. And in the LCK, we've been doing that, but it hasn't necessarily been working out. You mentioned Hummel Life already with their uh, pretty woeful drafting, but I think it does stem from the right idea, which is being able to pivot and utilize a lot of different things in the moment in order to you know get a victory that they're looking for. I think G2 is probably the team that is the best example of being flexible uh, in draft, even though sometimes they flex so much that they break their own arm. Like, yeah. it is still, <laughs> like, I think a really, really powerful tool that a team can have if they can utilize it. Utilize it. And uh, hopefully we'll see that uh, when our LCK representative does go to Iceland um, for MSI as well. Don't know who that's going to be. It's probably going to be Darmon, but you never, never um, know. I, I, I love an underdog story, uh, but Don Monkey... <laughs> also way too good like they still are yeah uh so yeah. so i i i there's scenarios in which i see you know like a so in my head there's a there's a couple of of options right like because i think the, the mm. teams where i'm like legitimately there's a there's a universe in which they can beat damonkia are um trx genji hanwa life and i think t1 as well uh if they had played the entire roster with like the same roster so maybe if they can scram like six weeks of experience into like uh into like the last three weeks then possibly uh but especially those first three but it's they're so different as well in how they approach the game because for humble life it will be chovy and deft heart carrying i thought we moved away from that but <laughs> turns out we didn't nope. um gen g is self-explanatory just if they could be regular season gen g in playoffs that that's all it's really all you need i mean we don't need to really uh, waste more words on that one like just just give yep, us that's uh that's that's all all we need we need genji yeah. to be the same <laughs> team that they were during the regular season when they get to a high pressure situation yes that, that's all and then we have drx yep. who will uh you know like you get one of those big magician's hats and you throw like a lot of things in the hat and then you just like go and do you find a rabbit do you find uh, a, a <laughs> composition that doesn't work uh, does Piyoshi yeah. find a new jungler that he can take and like run fast at people with? Uh, it's nobody knows, uh, and I think DRX doesn't know at this point in time either yet. But they have a lot of no. fun and momentum behind them. And honestly, anyone that beats Damon Kia is a cool storyline, right? Because Damon Kia are just they're just so good, right? Like it, it'd be completely fine if they win because I think general like they have the biggest chance of winning MSI if they go right. Like I don't think it's even close. I don't think anyone comes remotely close to the power of that team but it'd be so cool if it's someone else although then we do have yeah. to kind of like it's it's better for for our enjoyment and the viewers enjoyment of lck but msi we just just forget about msi just leave that imagine if it was uh if it was hummer life esports that heads to msi and edg qualifies from the lpl and we get viper versus chovy oh my god man it would be so good it'd be so good wait it can be better. Oh, can... It's getting me excited Atlas. for Worlds, dude. Atlas. Yeah, Afrika freaks make it through. They win in a miracle <laughs> run. And then it's Lahens versus Viper. It's even better.
It can happen. Oh my god. It's and then somehow a hundred thieves qualifies from NA and then Bang gets to go against his old org or something like that. Yes. I love oh it. Oh my god. No, that is oh that is god. absolutely beautiful. I think that will do it uh for the Pog Poetry uh section for today's show. Thank you so much, Chronicler, for coming on the show once again. It is always an absolute joy. Thank you um for allowing me to to butcher your poem. I hope I did it as as much justice as possible. And the next time, I, I I promise I'm going to be better. We'll see see if we can have some more fun with it because this is a uh, this is really really cool. Um, so thanks for being on uh, on this part of the episode. Uh, everybody else, uh, thank you so much for watching Pog Poetry, and we'll see you next time. That's all for now. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Uh, if you liked it, make sure you like it and leave a comment leave a review all that good stuff help us help you by helping us get some sponsorship so that we can uh, make even more sweet stuff happen on the pog state in two weeks time we have our last episode of the season more pog moments and more sweet sweet pog lab coming right at you but that will do it for this episode please enjoy some lck games and we'll see you next time